Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Good morning, Kosh listeners. How are you doing? Once again, you know, beautiful. Well, you know what? This morning is not a beautiful morning. It is gloomy, and you know... What makes me sad about that is, you know, uh, just the other day we had the end of summer. Like that, that makes me in my feelings. It made me feel some kind of way. Somebody like I would have been totally oblivious and ignorant of that. But somebody took the time to let me know it's the last day of summer. And my heart sunk a little bit because I love summer. Like I need heat. I dislike winter. Something about snowstorms and 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 six inches to twelve inches of snow and and all of that. Like, I know, I know what you're gonna say. You live in Wisconsin. Why do you live in Wisconsin? You know why I live in Wisconsin? Because I'm born and raised Wisconsin and I love Wisconsin. But it doesn't mean I gotta like snow living in Wisconsin. That's my feelings on that. So we can talk about that, Kosh listeners. All right, now you you know. I'm going to be honest. I am so excited about this guest. Yes, 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 yes. I got another, another amazing guest. But I feel really excited about this particular guest. Um, I got to meet this guest while I was at Jazz Fest in Oshkosh um, and found out, like, um, we're, we're the in-laws of the in-laws kind of thing. But Particularly, I'm super excited about this guest just because this this is going to be a special episode. Um, we just from even the conversation we were having prior to starting this episode, like I can tell it's going to be a great, great conversation. So, you know, without further ado. This week's guest is Brian or Dan Weiss, Dan Weiss, Dan. Hey, great to be here. How are you doing? It is a little gloomy, but that means it's basketball season's getting closer. So. Is, is that what it is? Getting itchy. We're getting itchy. Oh, you, you are itchy about that. Like, you're serious, serious. This is the best time of year, though, because I get to watch all these football coaches sweat it out. And I know my turn's coming up, but I can kind of relax just a little bit knowing my turn's coming up. <laughs> Is that what coaches do? That coaches is what look coaches, coaches do. look at other coaches and be like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna soak up this football season as much as I can because I'll be in their boat here coming up soon. Yeah. You you ain't never, never lied. Oh yeah. It's serious. Yeah. And and you know what? Well, before we even jump into it, let me let me just go ahead. We're gonna jump into the first. Um we're gonna start it off with uh Dan, can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the Kosh? Well, I actually from I'm from Oshkosh and uh, was uh, born into basketball. Anyway, my dad was the high school coach at Oshkosh West many oh, really? years ago. Growing up, I was the team manager up until about third grade or so. Oh, so you know, uh, wiping up floors, giving water out, greatest Bruh. job. Got to ride the buses <laughs> to the games. Uh, I grew up in it, and uh, you know, it was bl- thankful for that. Um, and so I was born born into it. But then um, my dad stepped away and started the youth program. Um, and I brought him back now that I'm back. I brought him back into the youth program. But uh, I graduated in 1999, played for Steve Randall at West, and had a great experience there. I had great teammates, uh, great teachers, great coaches, and I really loved my experience, and that's a big part of why, why I wanted to come back. But 
Uh, after high school, I went to Wisconsin-Milwaukee and was recruited by Coach Ryan. I was his first recruit at Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Some people forget before the Final Fours at Wisconsin, he actually was two years at Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And mm. so that's what got me there. Okay. And Steve Randall was good friends with Bo Ryan, and that kind of was a part of that. And Coach left, Coach Ryan left, and Bruce Burrell came in, who's at Auburn now doing phenomenal things. Um, and so I played for two pretty good coaches, which now that I'm a coach, it was a blessing. Uh, they did it two very different ways, but two very successful guys. Um, and when I was at Milwaukee, I figured I wanted to get into the college coaching ranks, and that's what took me away from Oshkosh. Mm. I spent one year as a graduate assistant at Wisconsin Lacrosse, and then had an opportunity to kind of get out of the state. I never been out of the state, so Bruh. got a phone call. It's yeah, it's different. I went down to Middle <laughs> Tennessee State for two years. Cool. So very different, but great experience. Got a master's degree and got to coach a pretty high level in the Sun Belt Conference at the time. Now they're in Conference USA. Okay. And then from there, though, I went up to North Dakota, and that's where I've been for the last 15 or so years. I was a operations person, director of operations at North Dakota State with Saul Phillips for four years, okay. but I wanted to coach. I was hungry to coach. Slid over to MSU Moorhead, which is a Division II school. Uh, we did some really good things there, won a championship. Oh, I was there for three years. Bruh. Championship? Try, trying to revive a program that has been struggling, and then I was up in Crookston, Minnesota for the last eight years. And uh, you know what? Things uh, We talk about adversity with athletes, and for one reason or another, I got non-renewed this year. I still don't know the reasons why, but faced a little adversity. But then I think everything happens for a reason. This opportunity came, and this brought me back to Oshkosh. It's good to have you home. It's great to be back, and it was great to meet you at Jazz Fest. That was a great time. Yeah. Um, By the way, Erin Bam, I'll give her a shout-out. She's an Oshkosh West grad. She put that thing together, and it was a great show. Okay. Wait. This is a show of shout-outs. Do there you all go. the shout-outs you can do. There you go. There's the first one. I get a few more in there. Then. You get a ton of them. All right. And and but before we go any further, because you jump jumped in, let's just say, what is this new thing that you're about to embark on here at Oshkosh? So I will be the new uh, boys basketball coach at Oshkosh West High School. Varsity, right? Varsity High School. Yep. Yes. That's right. Okay. Right. right. All right. Um you excited? You ready for this? Ready or not, here we come. I mean, we are excited. Uh, like I said, this is the, uh, I guess we call this the honeymoon phase, right? We're still undefeated, haven't played a game yet, everyone's doing great. Uh, but soon enough, you know, practice will start, competition will begin. Uh, you know, the coach Ryan, you say competition is like a drug. It's just, it, it's, it's powerful, it brings you in, it locks you in, and, uh, Boy, that's the, and I think that's what we need, and I'm looking forward to working with these young young guys and and uh, moving forward. You know, here's what I like about Oshkosh and basketball. Like, this truly is a basketball city. Like, basketball is so serious here. There's championships here. UWO got a championship not that long ago. I I do believe. Uh, I don't remember if yeah. it was Oshkosh West or North who got a championship it, not that long ago. Right? That was North. Yeah, that was North. Um, you you've got the herd here who with if 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 COVID didn't happen, we probably would have got a G League championship that year. Isn't that something? Yeah. Um, like and then we have the women's 
um, championship. I'm not sure what the women's um, coach Fisher. I was at yeah. grad school at Wisconsin Lacrosse. He's the girls' coach, women's coach at Oshkosh, Wisconsin Oshkosh, and him yeah. and Coach Lewis do a great job. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully oh. get to see more. Well, we'll see more of those guys. I'm looking forward to seeing more of those guys. Oh yeah, like big fat shout out to Coach Lewis. Like me and him, uh, we we got a little bit of history at UWO. He actually worked in admissions for a minute, you know, part time while he was. Be an assistant coach. Hey, these college jobs, you got to, you know, at the division one, two and three levels, division two and three levels, you're not just coaching, you're doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, you are. You're, you, you are a coach and then the jack of many, many trades. Well, I pride myself uh, when I was a head coach at Crooks and I never told my assistant to do a job I didn't do myself at one point or another. There's not a job too small for anybody to do. Uh, no, no, it's about the hustle, right? About and, the hustle. And, and, and how do you learn... You should, if you're going to be the leader, you should probably have, have touched an aspect of almost everything about an organization. And, and that's right. I think the best leaders have kind of found their way to move on and on up. I agree. And, um, you know, it does help who you know. There's no question about that. Yeah. But there's something to be said for those people that really have started washing the lettuce, found their way into management, and now they're where they need to be, but they know every little aspect of that program that needs to be done. Well, you know what I really like about it? Cause it's kind of the military way. Um, yeah. be, because you, you lead from a place of knowing, not from assuming, mm-hmm. right? Because you've done it. You've, you've done the things that build the organization or the team. So that's, that's super important. And your people believe in you because they know you've done it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more respect when you've been part when you've done those things, like you're not, they know like you've been at that level too. You've been where they're at. Yeah. And that's easier. That's a whole lot easier to follow. And I think that can be something I, well, I'm actually, I know that'll be something that I can bring to the table with the college recruiting scene and we'll have some players and I hope we have some players that want to play college athletics and how do you get there? And well, this is what you got to do, but now we actually have to do those things. Um, But been there, done that and do it the right way, um, and hopefully provide some quality leadership to these young guys. Okay. Um, what else would you like to share with us about uh, your return to the Kosh? Well, I tell you what, so it's been it's been great. So whenever we've been to Oshkosh, it's always been a vacation. My parents live here, brother lives here, sister-in-law, my sister, and I have a niece, and so we've always been on vacation when we're here. So we don't really have a time schedule. Well, now I have three kids. They're all in school now. So Ooh. now we got to get up early. Bruh. <laughs> you got it. You know, the, the hustle in the morning. So it's not quite vacation, uh, but it's been, it's been real good. There's a lot of, you know, Oshkosh is a great town. It's Oshkosh is a, is a town where, you know, if it was like a Milwaukee, that was a division one that offered scholarships, I'd been perfectly happy to stay in here. Uh, but Oshkosh is one of the best division three programs in the country. Um, I just wanted to go play for Coach Ryan uh, in the Horizon League, right. and that was a great opportunity. Uh, but we are happy to be back and support the community any way we can. Okay, three kiddos? Three kiddos, a sixth grader, fourth grader, kindergartner. So, uh, Oh, man, you're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it. We're past the diaper stage, thank goodness. Well, that's and a My serious... wife's a basketball wife, and she, she's a saint. Oh, well, uh, she's, look, any, any wife who's a sports wife, I think, is definitely a saint. And, and you got to... You put in your time, but we, we, we live it, so to say, and we're in it for these for these players, and and um, hopefully the players are in it with us. Love it. Okay. 
You ready to jump into segment one? Hey, we're we're uh, we're on fire already. I love it. You you are right. <laughs> this is going to be the fire episode. I say this, but sometimes it just really is a fire episode. Um, so the first segment is called "What in the world is going on with?" This is your opportunity. You start with the phrase "What in the world is going on with?" and share something that's on your mind. So, well, this is well, I guess uh, I've had a couple of buddies. Kind of, we've been texting back and forth just because it's a different situation but what's going on with the boston celtics and their coach facts i just uh it's a, it's a we just found out he was suspended for a year and uh broke some team policies with some of relationships and he does he, as as far as you take take that out of it as far as coaching goes did a heck of a job got him to the eastern conference finals right they he's look, on his way right they're like champ like they are championship potential yeah like they i don't think they lost anybody like not none of not any of their main uh, superstars or players. Like yeah, that chemistry for them, they were scary. Yeah. Oh they were yeah. Scary. And they probably would. They probably be back again this year, right? And it's you know one of the teams you could that have a chance. And uh, I just feel there could be more to the story. And again, the story revolves around he had a improper relationship with a staffer with the Celtics, which is against their team policy. But he got a year suspension, which just seems a little excessive but we i guess i guess we don't know the facts anyway why do i bring that up i guess because i was just texting with a buddy of mine uh yesterday and you know the the phrase we'll see is we'll see because i guess we don't really know the inside of it right seems a little excessive but But one whole year i mean i just think of other things with other athletes um that look infidelity that you know, as if, as long as it was consensual and everything seems like it said it was consensual, but I do, you know, I understand there's policies, right? Different organizations have different policies. So what is the policy and what does it say about it? But one year for something to me that doesn't involve drugs or violence, that mm. seems pretty steep. It, it does. And that's where I guess we'll have to see because right. hopefully, I mean, I know you got to keep some privacy and all that, but right. with something this public, there just has to be something more than for a full year. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a steep, steep penalty. One whole year. And like you said, there's been other instances with things going on where the penalties have, have been much smaller, smaller. And, um, so there's just gotta be more to the story. So what's up with that? That's why I just think what's going on with that. I think <laughs> I'm going to say that was a fantastic yeah, I'm with you. I've been reading it, and, like, people are caught up in a lot of different points in it. But to me right now, like, I don't I don't care about the personal side of it. Like, that's between mm-hmm. him and his relationship or her and her relationship. You know, the only thing I listened for was consensual. I heard consensual, saw it in print. Okay, now, this one year in consensual just seems like the two don't dance together very well. <laughs> no like, doubt. Unless, no doubt. but once again, I'm with you. I don't think the whole story's out yet. It just you know, doesn't they, they, seem they, right. It doesn't add up, right? right. Something the, doesn't the rush, The rush to put out to be the first and uh, want to get it out there, you know, tells me there's details missing. Yeah, and I think that will be to be continued, and maybe you don't ever get the full story, but I think... I think we're going to f- hear about it in the next few weeks. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I like that one. That's that's really good. Okay. My what in the world is going on with is 
what in the world is going on with the struggle narrative? Bruh. All right, and, and let me break this down to you, Dan. All right, so I was at the Green and Gold Gala the other uh, the other week, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to the the main speaker they had, you know, different different Packers got an opportunity to speak and all that. But the main one they chose was Leroy Butler because of him getting in the Hall of Fame. Now, I now I remember Leroy Butler and, and I solid. Excellent gentleman, solid, solid, solid. But you know, I, I, I feel some kind of way about struggle narratives that cause pity. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sick of them. Yeah, I, I, and and particularly when it comes to people of color. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling those. Like, yeah. like we struggle. There's struggle. Every there's struggle amongst many. Right, you must love politics, then, huh? Uh, I, I, <laughs> well, I do love politics. Uh, okay, <laughs> I got a great love for politics, but but no, this this what I mean by that though is this like that same story that makes the audience and, and I bring this up because Leroy Butler was talking about you know how he grew up and and he had a learning disability and there were some other things and there was a real struggle. There's a struggle. But what tends to happen in spaces, particularly where, and I'm just going to say it, where there's majority white spaces who are listening to these stories, there's pity instead of celebration of grit. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yep. The, the story is not told for pity. The story is told for grit. So I'm not talking about the people who tell the story. I'm talking about the reaction to it. I think that is a fascinating way to look at you kind of put it. I like how you put that. So, because I mean, what you're saying is, yeah, this, this was a struggle, but I overcame it. This, we didn't have this, but we got past that. We found a way. Mm-hmm. And this, if I-, I didn't have this path, but somebody came into my life and provided opportunity. But at the end of the day, me and my grit and my support system got us to where we are today. And that is how these things should be thought of instead of, oh, my God, they didn't have this and they struggled. They were homeless. They were this and that. And I'm not saying none of that is not valid. All of it is valid. Every single detail about their personal narrative, everybody's personal narrative is valid. But it is not to be victimized. It is to be celebrated as grit. Well, I tell you what, that is uh, powerful, first of all. And I love it uh, because I do think that fits great with what we're going to try to do or what athletics is originally about. Isn't it about overcoming adversity and celebrating that, making it stronger? So there's certain barriers people do face that are in front of them that others don't have to face. Absolutely. No matter... If you're black, white, whatever you are, some people have bigger barriers. And when they overcome those barriers like Leroy Butler did, it made him stronger and better. And he didn't complain while he was talking. Well, he just was stating the fact this is what the barriers were and right. he made me stronger. Now, one right. thing I will say is the support system is such a foundational piece to people. 
I would say a lot of the kids that I, young men that I've coached, the the ones that had a stronger support system were able to push through the adversity a little more with ease, maybe made less excuses, that kind of stuff. Now you can have a support system maybe at home that gives you excuses or takes it easy on you. Wait, home is not a guaranteed place of support. Which I do think where we are a little bit happens too much at times. You got to let kids, I don't want to say let them fail, but you got to let them feel the struggle a little bit and they got to battle through. You can't be doing everything for everybody. You got to put it on the individual person. Yes. So that's, that's where I've noticed a little difference when you're coaching a guy, you know, there's, there, there is a little bit of a reason why coaches can't be quite so hard on kids anymore. Cause I know my coaches when I was growing up and I know that makes me sound old, (laughs) but they were right. And maybe I am, I am definitely older, but the things that coaches could say when I was playing might not want to say those things. And I'm just saying the challenges they could kind of get, get at you a little more, not saying they were saying anything crazy that I would think it was, but they were just challenging you to be better. You make a mistake. You're going to, you're going to know about it and you're going to know about it. You're going to know about it. And then you're going to fix it. And you're going to be so upset about it. You're not going to want to do that again. Um, I can, I can understand that. Now we have great kids. And we just have to challenge them in a little different way. Mm-hmm. But they still got to figure it out. Because at the end of the day, Leroy Butler was success- successful because he met those barriers head on, figured it out, didn't make excuses. Grit. Was gritty about it. And I, and I love, and that's a that's a great word, grit. You know what? I'll probably bring that word up in my locker room a few times. And I'll refer back to this interview because that is a, such an important part. I think we might be missing some grit in this society a little bit. And it may be. It's where we go with, uh, the, like I said, I just worried about it. And, and what the reason it hit me different in that space was because as he told the story and there's people who were like, oh, right? Poor my, him. Man, yeah. my man is Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he's, he, 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 he wasn't telling that story for for sympathy. He was telling that story to frame the grit that he had. Mm-hmm. The, 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 he framed the struggle, but I overcame. And, like, sometimes I just want us to, to hear it differently. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it, it, it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Um, he, and, claimed, and, he claimed to be a victor, and he is. And he could have easily crawled into, hit a barrier and claimed. And, and you know who else does this that frustrates me? Announcers. Hmm. Announcers drive me crazy because here's what happens. As if you are a athlete of color, they are so quick to tell your struggle story. Hmm. But they don't never tell it from the perspective of the grit it took for them to be on the field or the court that they're playing on at that time. Mm-hmm. They always tell it from a point of pity. Right. And why do you do that? Cause I never, here's the thing I I challenge you. Uh, listeners, I challenge you the next time you're watching sports, I challenge you to hear and bring it back to me. I'm I mean, encourage you. Send, send me an email. Send me a message. Let me know. Uh, ask the cash at gmail.com. Send me 
the time they do it to a white person when they tell the struggle story, because I don't hear many. Mm. And you can't tell me they aren't out there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sure. I mean, we all have issues. We all have our things. But I'm, I'm just saying you don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember hearing. Them. I think that's an interesting. That's a in, that's a great perspective. And the fact we're on here, a podcast, you're getting it out there. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I think when the athlete, the Leroy Butlers that went through his mindset. This is what we talk about or I'll talk about as a coach in my locker room. He has a championship mindset. He had barriers. Did he let the barriers get him down? Did he make excuses? He did not. He overcame the barriers, and he kept moving forward. Right, and it has a gold jacket. And it's not easy. And you know what? If it was easy, there'd be a lot more gold jackets out there, but there's not a whole lot of them. Facts. And it's just, uh, you know, I love Leroy Butler. I mean, I'm, I'm a Packer fan too, by the way. Maybe I should have started the show with that. Uh, no, so that's yeah, great yeah, to be yeah. back in Green Bay country. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, he's a phenomenal person. And um, you can learn a lot from Leroy Butler. Yeah, yeah. And and I think many athletes. And, and, and the reason I bring this up is I just want us um, to, to listen to these narratives differently. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And um, it is a unique, I, unfortunately, what you're saying is a unique perspective because I haven't heard a whole lot of that. The framing of the conversation, just as you did it. And, um, you know, sometimes a lot of people and understandably race is a tricky subject to talk about because people don't want to get in trouble about it. And yeah. as a coach, I handle a lot of very diverse teams Oh, yeah. And again, the the for me it, it came back to you know the people that had the uh support system back home really found a way. Right. And um but but then you can get into, you know, sometimes there's not the right support systems, even though these they may appear like they're in place. Right. Maybe they're hearing the wrong things at home. Yeah. But no, that's interesting and um yeah, these guys are resilient guys. I mean, they, they don't you don't just make it to the league in any professional league by just being good. You got to have a mindset about you. You got to overcome things, things that aren't fair and things that every athlete just has to overcome cuz they all want to be there. So you're going to it's it's yeah. it's a competitive business. It's right. a cutthroat business. Right. Uh but it it's fascinating what you're talking about. And I think you make a pretty good point. All right. Thank you. We're getting deep. Hey, look, it's the cash. <laughs> Love we're, sp- it. we're supposed to talk about real stuff. It's you good. know, that, that's all it is. All right. All right. We are going to jump into the next segment. Next segment is word associations. Um, I'm going to throw some words out there to us and you, you tell us what comes to mind. Um, we got a, we got our favorite word. We like to start with, I believe it is the most unifying word there is. <laughs> and that word is food. Okay. Well, yeah, that is a great word. You know what? I got to go. I just had it the other night. West end pizza. Uh, Aaron, Wiegand, a good friend of mine. Uh, one of the owners, wonderful family, great people. Phenomenal pizza, West End pizza. I also got to throw prime rib at the Roxy is, 
I mean, you can't beat it. It's phenomenal. You really are going to old school Oshkosh. Like, um, you are going, like... Just, I've been just, away for a while. I haven't yeah, had this stuff. Yeah, I feel you. You you went straight to, like, <laughs> staples of Oshkosh. Oh. Like, the staples of the Kosh. <laughs> so, I'm in the right spot. And there's uh, there's a lot... I tell you what, where I was just at in Minnesota was a town of 8,000. Very nice town. But didn't have quite the selection of restaurants or nightlife whatever and i got three kids so the nightlife's kind of off the table anyway but it's been nice to get back there's a lot a lot of great places in oshkosh yeah yeah no west end west end pizza by far uh staple at this point i mean it's 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 up there for pit for for pizza in this region like it's it's about as popular as it gets and um well the roxy is the roxy there you go i just call roxy like you always know and you know what you're I don't think you'll ever have a bad meal at the Roxy. It's just, it just is what it is. It's, it is reliable. Yeah. I think that's a good, I've never had a bad meal there. I've oh, never no. had a bad pizza or bad experience at no, West no, End. No, no, no. And the fact they're great people too, it just, oh no, that support, yeah. supporting them. Yeah. That group, that group of uh, individuals that serve there, it's solid. The bartenders there, Wolfie, like everybody, like that's just a good group. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was good. And I forgot how good it was. Uh, we were there weaker for my father's 69th birthday and uh Mm -mm. we got to have more birthdays so we can go there more (laughs) (laughs) you know what i think you you know what how about when and then there you go and then you you go there (laughs) that just sounds like even a better reason tastes better after tastes better after victory um uh cocktail or beer I would tell you, well, so here's a, here's where it gets a little funky with me and being from uh, here and going to school in Milwaukee, but I'm not, I'm not a huge beer person, but my, I would do a Bacardi and Diet Coke with green olives in it. That's kind of my staple. Don't knock it till you try it. I, I was, I, did you see it on my face? Cause I didn't know what to do. With I kind of did. You kind of had I a little have, reaction. Did I, I might have had, I might have had a twinge. I was like, what? A bartender or two might have that reaction too. And I just. Got you. Got to try it. I th- I love green olives. It's, okay. you know. So Bacardi, green olives, Coke, Diet Coke, Diet Coke, and right. and I don't know. For me, the Diet Coke just goes down a little easier. Okay, that's fair. Regular Coke, it just gets a little heavy. Regular Coke is is real. Like <laughs> like that's some well, not as real as it used to be, but and you know I don't know, man. <laughs> that like if I like like. Coke is my afternoon coffee, not Coke particular, but like a soda, like a cola soda, like is like my afternoon caffeine charge. Like if I, you know, cause I don't want to do coffee in the afternoon and I go to it and like there's Coke has a thing about it. Like it'll kick you in. Yeah. It'll get you into gear, get it'll you get, locked in. It'll, it'll get you, get you, get you going. I'm a two coffee a day guy. One in the morning, one in the afternoon. That two thirty, three o'clock before practice actually is a great time to have a coffee. Some you people drink do? Gatorade. A lot of coaches do Diet Mountain Dew or Mountain Dew. As a coach, I'm I'm surprised it's only two. <laughs> some <laughs> I, that some guys do those Monster Energy drinks. I try to stick with coffee. Ooh. Just uh, get it get that gets me locked in a little bit. All right, that's, that's the old old person uh, Gatorade. All right, I'm going to ask you about your coffee choice because I want to I'm I'm trying to see like is it, are we bougie coffee or are oh, we I'm, like Folgers? I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's not first of all there's nothing really wrong with Folgers. No, but, actually yeah. Folgers is to me the staple it's of the coffee best part like, of waking up. It is foundational like if you just want good old fashioned old school coffee it's Folgers. Yeah. 
Like if you go, if you roll up on a pot of coffee, I feel like, and there's Folgers, it's familiar. Like you yeah. may not like it, but you know it. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I hate this phrase, but it is what it is. It's coffee. It's there. It's done. You got it. It's good. It's fine. Uh, I'm a black. I just drink my coffee black. And uh, me too. And that's, and I like it hot. Even in the summertime, I like my coffee hot. And so uh, Folgers is fine. I I like Starbucks, Caribou. I mean, Duncan, they're all, they're all, hey, if it's hot and it's coffee, I'll I'll drink it. I don't like flavored coffee either. Just black, straight. You keep it simple. Keep it simple. I used to drink coffee with cream until until uh, I was a GA at Middle Tennessee, and they had a trainer there, and he said, you know, I said, you know, his name was Drew. He said, I drink my coffee black. I'm like, he's like, you know, if it's good coffee, you don't need creamer. Like a good steak, you don't need steak sauce. Okay. And I was like, oh. So I've just ever since then, I've always drank, had black coffee. You know what? It's black funny co- those stories you forget about. No, no, I, no that, that that makes sense to me. Like I I started drinking black coffee in the military, and I'll tell you my whole thing. Like when I I look at people differently when they drink black coffee. You know what it tells me? You are a doggone adult. <laughs> there you go. We're mature. We're mature. Like like it's different. Now I'm not. Uh, I say that without judgment because I also drink my fair share of bougie coffee. Like I I go to right now. I live a coffee shop life. I do do flavored coffees and whatnot. But like office coffee is is black. Yeah. Because that's you know what that is. That's work coffee. Yeah. That's coffee that's saying I got things to do. Well, there's nothing kind of more annoying when you when you offer, hey, you know, you ask a friend if they want, you're going to pick up a, something on the way, do you want a coffee? And they give you 35 ingredients. So you got to say, well, just text it to me so I can get it right. And then you miss one. And then they're like, hey, you forgot this. You're like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, you know, pretty low maintenance when it comes to coffee. <laughs> um, you know what? We can hang out. We're going to, we might have to have some coffee together. There you go. All right. Streaming. Well, so my son and I were watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. That's been the show. It's a playoff of the Karate Kid. And you know what? He might be a little young for that show, to be quite honest with you. There's some scenes I got to say, all right, man, you know, close your, you know. (laughs) They get a a little four-letter action in there once in a while. And, but it is pretty creative show. It's been, it's been, it's been kind of fun. We, I watch it at night kind of before bed and. I usually get him get him down, and then I can work on whatever it is basketball stuff. But uh, that's been the show. I, have you if you haven't seen it, it's pretty creative. Have you seen the Karate Kids? I saw I saw the one, two, and the remake. So I'll definitely, you know, I'm old enough. I'm I'm the original, the number two, and then the remake that had Will Smith's son, which I thought was really well done. I have not watched Cobra Kai, but I've heard tons of people talk about how good it is. They got a little twist on it. It's 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 really it's when they're older, and Daniel Larusso, the guy that wins, the star of the show, who's great. I mean, we all did that kick when we were younger, right? The crane or whatever oh, yeah, he yeah. was doing. I'm, if I did that don't, now, yeah, I'd pull if something. I do this, I'd probably be crying tomorrow. <laughs> but it kind of twists it as if he's the new guy in town stealing Johnny's girlfriend, whereas in the movie, the original, Johnny's the jerk. It just has some really cool twists in it, and it's got my attention. I'm not a big watcher of, you know, I, I like watch, I watch news, I watch sports, um, but it's got me hooked. I guess I'll say that. 
So it's Bruh. been pretty good. I like it. Okay. I might you have gotta, to. You got you to gotta maybe start. Once you start, though, it, it'll kind of pull you in. Well, we like things we can binge. Oh, yeah. Like, I like to take a good weekend and sit down. And if I don't have anything planned, planned, me and the wife will binge. We'll binge a season. You know, yeah. we're, we're not above that. Yeah, we've watched it for two or three weeks. So we're about halfway through season. We do one one episode a day or night during the school. This kind of that's kind of our all right, man. You gotta get ready for bed. We're gonna watch an episode or two, and then you gotta hit it. All right, that's your one. His routine. Okay, that works. I like that. Okay. And again, I'm not saying that's a perfect show for young kids. That's not. Maybe that makes me not the best parent, but we nah. we try to. No, no. Look, look. First of all, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Like, uh, don't don't hide too much from the kids. The kiddos like I'm a firm believer in my daughter I didn't I didn't try to hide anything from her really and um TV scared a lot of a lot of uh stuff she might have thought about doing right out of her <laughs> yeah well there's a lot out there now yeah you know great me, show though let me let me let me give it up to yeah I'm not even gonna say it I, but uh, there's a show on MTV for sure uh that definitely I think don't don't shy the kiddos away when from When's the last time you saw a music video on MTV? I'm just asking. Oh, I don't think they show it. Either. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no. Well, let's be honest. They ain't showed them in a decade. Yeah. Uh, probably two decades. Like they I don't think they've showed videos on MTV since the two thousand since two thousand. It's funny because they don't and then you're like, Well, that's what the T V it was created to do that and then I've watched old ones, like old music videos and right. then i forget how bad they actually were and i'm like wow i used to love that oh no oh, i love man. those those there's nostalgia <laughs> in how bad they were yeah <laughs> there is nostalgia in how bad they were but you know why i i heard this there's a there's a reason it's the business model be why they don't show videos because here was the problem with videos there's nothing captivating so like people will watch a video and then they turn the channel and the job, you know, a station's job is to try to keep you tuned in. And because there's all these short blocks of stuff. So, like, if you have a sh- if you have a song that you love, you'll watch that video. And the next song comes on and you don't. You're going to turn the channel. Ah, uh, yeah, that's so true. So, that's the reason so, why. So, it's a profit-making scheme. Well, TV <laughs> is a profit-making scheme. No. I mean, here, here's the whole thing of TV that most people don't talk about, but it's... I don't even want to call it a secret. It's just that people don't say it out loud. TV is not made for shows. Shows are made for commercials. TV is made for commercials. I learned a lot just sitting here in the last however many. I mean, that's you're exactly right, but you say it and it makes just sense. Yeah, I but mean, you're right. I mean, it like they say, football. It's made for TV. Yeah. Oh, you got TV. the commercials after the <clears throat> sports and TV. Like they've catered sports to TV. And, and yeah, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There is some of that in. Um, there is some reality TV production to sports now. So there's narratives and, and made for, it's made for television. Yeah. Right? No doubt. So you do, I don't have a problem with it. And I'm not bad mouthing it. But what I'm saying is, you have to be aware of what you're watching and why it's the way it is. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Can it. we just give a, you know, one of the shows we do watch pretty every Sunday would be America's Funniest Home Videos. I mean, oh. that, that is, I don't know. I've watched it for, how how long has that show been on? Um, Ever. 
It's, I mean, seriously, it's it's been on for a really, really long. I like I really like Bob Saget. Oh, well, they're all they're all they're all unique, right? And you know, I can't remember his name, but Carlton. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's Alf- pretty. Alfonso, Alfonso Roberto, Roberto, yeah, he's pre, he's been good. Oh and, yeah, uh, it's just a good show. We've been watching it forever. I I don't know, you know, it's probably a YouTube show before YouTube. You get to watch a bunch of people kind of yeah fall down. It really is. YouTube I can't, but I YouTube. just can't get enough of it. It's just it's just good stuff. No, it's hilarious stuff, and, and I love laughter. Yeah, anything that's going to be a laughter thing. Shop local. Well, the, the <laughs> so I've been away for a while. Right. And uh, I just, I had a great grocery store where we we came from called Hugo's, but I walked into Festival Foods and I'm like, well, this is a grocery store. Holy cow. They had a little, I mean, they had, there was uh, my daughter who's a sixth grader. She, she's a kind of a cook. Okay. Made these cookies right here. They're gonna, That's right. They're hey, phenomenal. Let me just say here, um, coach, coach brought me some cookies, y'all. And my, my daughter, and it's all her because I don't. I don't bake, but she does, and I'm glad she does. But Festival Foods, and then I got a Quick Trip. You just can't beat it. Oh, no. Quick Trip is, you know what Quick Trip really is, and people are sleeping on this? It is the best fast food there is. You know what? When we came, so it's a nine-hour drive from where I was at. So I brought my daughter a couple times um, to get to know some people and before school started, and we'd stop for lunch at Quick Trip two different times, and she, she's like, Dad, why don't we just you know, eat here, <laughs> you know, and, Facts. and it's, uh, and, uh, Facts. and to be quite honest, Bro. I was like, we probably should have been doing this for 10 years, but, but, uh, Hey, you can do it all. Get your gas, get your food, use the restroom. I mean, here, you can't beat it here. I'm going to tell you when quick trip was a game changer for me. When quick trip basically to me has top five fried chicken in the cash mm. at the quick trip, actually top three. I didn't want to go to three, but really, it's some of the best fried chicken in Oshkosh. So, like, if you if you want good fried chicken, go to Quick Trip. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, good it, no, you know, I, not every, but not all of them serve it. But if you find one that does, man, well, it's the soup, solid. The soups, yes. their chicken cranberry sandwich, mm. and I've always heard the thing: don't eat a sandwich from a gas station. But it's but it's, it's quick like trip. it's quick. It's not. It's Quick Trip. Right. I think that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. I've I've noticed there's a lot of care that's taken when you're walking. Like, if you watch them, they're, they're out there constantly with the thermometers. They're changing the food. Yeah. They're making sure it's right they're temperature. Like, they they take meticulous care to make sure that food is good food. So, like, I go in with 100% confidence in the quick trip, and I'm I, I load up. You know what I tell people nowadays? Like when they're looking for a gift card to give away for something, I say Quick Trip because uh, a student can eat off a Quick Trip card, uh, a twenty five dollar Quick Trip card for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the beauty of you, you. You got a little everything. You can go as big or as low as you want. Right. You can get dollar tornadoes, those <laughs> those rolls, or you can the get roller. Your, uh, yeah, yeah, the sandwiches, some chicken. Like there's so much. Well, full disclosure. After after we're done, I'll probably I gotta gas up. So yeah. I'll probably be stopping at a quick trip uh, in a little while here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh is right. Depends <laughs> how hungry I am or, you know, what I, you're looking for. I respect that. I love this. All right. Next. Sports. Well, you know, I'm a basketball coach. And I am and I know we talked about the Celtics earlier, but I, I'm, I'm more of a 
I'm not a big NBA guy, and I hate to say that because mm. I love Giannis, and he's phenomenal. His movie's pretty good, by the way, if you haven't seen his new movie. But uh, I'm a huge, obviously, I watch a ton of college basketball. Okay. And uh, it's been it's been a little bit hard for me as far as I went to Milwaukee. You would have Milwaukee. So mm. I, I did a golf outing with them, and they're great people, and I'm proud of my alumni right. school. But my best friend's Will Ryan. He's the head coach at Green Bay. That's Milwaukee's rival. Yes. So the been Phoenix. Little, there's the been Phoenix. a little delicate balance for me on that Ooh, on that front. So uh, yes. So I catch a little flack, and I'm not huge on Twitter, but I do post some stuff on Twitter, mostly for our players or for our program and 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 that kind of thing. But uh, you you post one thing from Milwaukee, Green Bay will get mad at you. If I post something on Green Bay, Milwaukee will kind of look at you. Jose Winston's assist, an assistant at Milwaukee is a. He was a player when he was a teammate of mine, and so I catch it from both sides. So it's a balancing act there. You can't win. But anyway, with sports, a uh, big college sports fan, a huge NFL, big Packer fan. Um, love the Brewers um, and the Bucks, but I'm, I mean, it's kind of a Packers are number one, and then yeah. there's a distant two after that. Right. Love the Badgers. Greg Gard was an assistant when Coach Ryan was there. Right. Uh, he actually played for Steve Randall at Oshkosh West, who was his high school coach at Iowa Grand High School. So it's just a small, small world. So circle, I think the circle of sports coaching is small. It's right? smaller than you'd think. It's right. kind of that six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but not even <laughs> six degrees. It's probably like two or three degrees from who knows who. Right. Uh, so, you know, no coach guard very well. Um, but... With that, I went to Milwaukee, so I, I I want the Badgers to win, but when they lose, it's not like after the Packers lose and you're kind of a little grumpy on Monday or whatever. Yeah. So, But that's kind of my sports. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put my personal invite to you because you know what I love? I love the herd. Yeah, You know what? I, I'm excited about going to some of the herd games. Oh, yeah. no. you, yeah. you I'm going to go on and put this personal invite out there. We have a section, the 208. We are at the very top rows okay. of the 208 section aisle seats. Me and my friends, we've got we we bought several season tickets next to each other, and we have a great time. And the herd, and shout out to that staff at at uh, the arena, um, the herd team. Everything about going to herd games is just amazing and fantastic i've had season tickets for several years and we get we get treated like gold i mean it's just the best ever like you once they kind of know who you are it's easy it's affordable um the the games are good yeah all this high level talent yeah it's it's high level talent it's exciting um what i call it i call it the the high school basketball game for adults because it's cozy you're gonna know a number of people in there Okay. There's not a bad seat in the house, but there's some pretty exciting games that happen in there. And overall, it's just amazing that we have that here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And I love that here. And, uh, you know, I don't know him well, but Carson Shanks is an assistant. So Carson was an assistant at Minnesota Duluth, which was in the league that I came from. Okay. Carson was with the Bucks as uh, not as a coach, but as they got a million uh <laughs> Positions, positions, yeah. And, but he's an assistant with the herd now, so we'll maybe say hi to him. And I got, I got to give this shout. So on January, this is the fiftieth year of the West North 
rivalry. Oshkosh West. Bruh. Really? Oshkosh 50 North. years. So this celebrates 50 years? 50 years. Man, that's going to be packed. So on January 20th, we're going to play the game. It's our home game. We're going to play it at Wisconsin Herd. That's what I'm Oshkosh talking about. Arena. I was going to so, say, I was hoping that it would be there because there's yeah. no way that anyone's fitting in either gym. So it, it will be... Cool, and we do play our second game of the year. We play at North, and I hope that's packed too, and get that rivalry. I mean, it's uh, you know, and North will be good, and you know, we want to build our program up and get it back to it's a little bit of a one sided rivalry. We want to knock that off and mm. and get back to a, a, a true rivalry. But we're gonna play that game in the Herd Arena and uh, get there, and uh, we're gonna bring back a bunch of alumni. We're gonna celebrate because basketball is in Oshkosh. I mean, it's. Oshkosh is a basketball town. I mean, there's been so many good players come through. I know when I was a quick story for you is when I was in uh, at West or my dad was coaching at West and I was coming up as a young buck. Uh, my dad wanted me to walk, go to North and watch Frank Secker play. And I said, dad, I don't want to watch Frank Secker play. Cause I like West. I'm not North, but I didn't understand what he was saying. Frank Secker is a phenomenal player. And he still is from what I hear. Uh, but he wanted me to watch him play so I could learn the game by watching him play. And, uh, mm. and he, he was a great player and, and, uh, you know, I was able to play against him, never beat him for the record. I never beat him. I did sprain my ankle pretty good playing him one time <laughs> that <laughs> just still, still got me messed up. But, uh, there's been so many good players coming out of Oshkosh, uh, both, I mean, the whole, both sides of the school and, you know, we had won two conference championships coming out of high school. They won a couple state championships, runner-up. North just won one recently. There's been so many good players coming out of the city. So I hope we can make it a big deal. We're going to try to bring back a bunch of those championship teams and alumni to that game, and let's just fill that place up. And and even the fact that Oshkosh can say they've got a player in the NBA. It, it, yeah, ab- absolutely. That's huge. It, it is It is huge. That's I'd love huge. to have a few of those. That'd be fun. Um, but – Halliburton and then that team they they were darn good team shout and they out, got some, shout out yeah and <laughs> and uh but that that should be fun and um you know a lot of players in Oshkosh have played at pretty high levels played well just to play college basketball doesn't even matter if it's division one two or three if you're playing no. college basketball you're an elite high school player yeah that's a, that's that's how I look at it too I, you know I was lucky enough my daughter's thing was soccer yeah. And she played four years of collegiate soccer. If you're um, playing college athletics, you're a high-level high school player. I was right. lucky enough to play at Milwaukee for Coach Ryan and Coach Pearl. Adrian Tiger, a teammate of mine, played at Milwaukee. Phenomenal player. Uh, but then, you know, I, I was lucky enough. We had six guys that played college basketball, and, and these are good guys. And you talk about high school athletics and competing and, and overcoming adversity. That group of guys are doing great things. Um, and it was a special group. And so that, and again, to get back to where we started, that's what brought me back here is try to give these young guys that same experience. I love it. That's, that's awesome. So once again, I'm going to put this invitation out to you, coach, you need to go on and grab some of these herd season tickets and come get some in the 208 area. 208. 208. Shout out to my fellow 208 brethren and sisters who all sit up at the very top of it. And we, Actually, you know what makes us distinct? We boo. Oh. We ain't got no, look, don't nobody else boo. We boo. Yeah. We Look, we ain't got no problems with that. Like, it's not an unfriendly boo. We're just letting you know that we've got problems with whatever went on. 
Okay. Whether you are an official, whether you're the other team, whatever was going yeah. on, we're going to boo a little bit yeah. here and there. Not not the whole game, but we're going to be we boisterous. Like, we're passionate about this. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. There's, there's, there just isn't. There's energy in it. You need to, you know, it's, it's sports. Yeah. Right? It's like, the way I look at it is like, wrestling wouldn't be very good if there were no heels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, I tell you what. I mean, uh, I sportsmanship's a big thing. We do a sportsmanship creed, which is good. That that's all great. But I was just at the uh, for my dad's birthday. We went to the Packer game, and well, let's just say there wasn't a whole ton of sportsmanship in the in the in the crowd there. Oh, the Bears in particular. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, on both yeah, sides. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of also. But you know what? It's it's good natured fun too. They're just ribbing each other a little bit. And I there's just nothing th- wrong with it. I just think it's an understanding. People get too uh, let they, people think they let things get too personal. Yeah, no. Look, I think I think Chicago fans are just like they've been taking it for a long time, and they're just you know well, what they, their backlash is just pride. Like they're just like, look, you can't take the little bit of pride that we got left. You know what? I don't care if my bears are horrible. I love them. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is beating them for the last fifty-seven years. I'm, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm loyal to this, and and you know what? I respect it. I respect loyalty. I can tell you that. So that's good. Yeah. But, and it was on both sides. Again, it was fun. But I mean, if you, I guess what I'm saying is, if it was a high school game, some people might have got uh, mm. reprimanded a little bit. Right. But it's a professional football game and people are drawn at each other again nothing happened they're just yeah. passionate about their teams that's right cheering so when the bears score you think they it was, oh, yeah. it, it was a fun atmosphere you can't beat it oh yeah did i tear up a little bit when they packers ran on the field i might have Ooh, bruh it's just a powerful i just it was great to be there it was fun all right last word community well, I got to tell you, we're, I am excited to be back. My three kids, um, go to one goes to Traeger, two go to Oakwood, and my wife will be working at Aurora. Um, but I'm just excited to be back, be back at West. Um, I think it's a position being the head boys basketball coach. You know, it's um, there's a lot on your shoulders, but I'm excited about having that, uh, de- handling young people that have goals and aspirations and they have parents that want the best for their kids. Um, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be always perfect and there's going to be some adversity on all aspects, but I'm excited about that challenge and giving back to the community, what I got out of it. It's, it's, it's taken me some places I never thought I'd go. Um, things happen and this opportunity came about and I'm, uh, I'm excited to be back and part of this community and we'll give back any way we can. Love it. Tomorrow we're going to actually be walking in an ALS. Uh, I know they just had one, I think. Is it today in Oshkosh? Tomorrow it's in uh, Nina or Appleton. I'll be walking in that tomorrow with our family. And okay. had a friend, a friend that had suffered or from ALS. So we're going to go walk there and um, support that cause. Okay. That's amazing. All right. Okay, next segment. The Kosh Hidden Gems. Um, this is your opportunity to tell about something in the cash that maybe everybody knows about it, but they might not know this certain detail about it, or maybe people just don't know about it. They don't know it exists and it doesn't have to be limited to the cash. It can be in the region. So it can be the Fox cities region. So what do you got? I'd probably be over all over the board on this one, but uh, well, 
we were back on vacation. This is a couple years ago, maybe right after COVID. But M Toxins, if you haven't been there, and I I don't like snakes. I I, I get the heebie-jeebies Bruh. with snakes. <laughs> but M Toxins, have you heard of this place? No, I know the place. It's they, over there on Oregon, and right? And they uh, put the snake venom in a cup, and then they sell it, and they find cures for things. It's it's wild. Uh, but it was very. It was crazy. It was good. I mean, it, it doesn't take more than an hour, 45 minutes, but it was a neat experience for my kids. But you're going to get the heebie-jeebies if you don't like snakes because they're kind of they're kind of right there. Now, they're separated. It's not like they're just crawling on your feet. But uh, it was a unique place and pretty – I don't even know how many places exist like that in the country. but Not many. I've seen an article on it like a while back, and there's not many. Like it's one of the very, very few. Like it's not even a one – place a state kind of thing like it's i want to say it's less than 10 yeah yeah and don't I, quote me on that but i yeah. feel like that number was low there's a there's a few, there's few and uh but it's you can show them right the snakes biting down on this deal and it's spitting the venom and you can mm. see it right in front of you they showed it right in front of you because they, they, that's the beauty i mean they and the guys is holding this huge snake that you could think could kill him at literally any time if it wanted to but he knows how to handle him he's professional that's what he does it's his job but then he takes the, a cup, and he the the snake spits the venom right in the cup, and it's just it's just it's just like holy cow! I didn't know you could go in and watch it go down. There's a little room, and they got a window, and they'll he'll kind of demonstrate. And there's certain times a day they do it. Okay, yeah, that and, makes sense. And uh, because there's only so much venom a snake can probably spew out, I suppose. Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, it was uh, let's just say it was uh, more than I thought. I, I we were gonna see it was pretty crazy Bruh. i think that's crazy and that is definitely a new hidden gem yeah i don't think we've had anybody bring that one up i just it's unique i guess that's the word unique yeah, that's super unique okay I, I tell you if i'm thinking oshkosh though you know we already talked about west end and the roxy but you know mark schultz at oblios that's a great spot haven't been back there since since i've been back but that's mm. it's good people it's a great spot and that is uh, yeah i agree socialize with that. and I, Game Time Sports is a newer place. I'm looking for. I've been there, and um, that'll be a nice spot to visit from time to time as well. All right. Yes, Oleos, bring back the boots. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, after I was playing in Oblios, that's who I played for. Was Oblios? Uh, we went up to Kakana, and not an old man league because we were still somewhat in shape then. Or at least I was kind of maybe on the fringe. But uh, they had a good league up there, and Oblio sponsored us, so we always had a good time with Mark, and and it's a great place. Good people there. That's awesome. All right, next segment. What does the Kosh need? So this is your opportunity to tell us something that uh, you think uh, might be miss- missing or that needs improvement. Well, one thing, you know, coming in, and, and, and I'm learning a lot too because I, I've been removed a little bit and I'm coming back, but I've also been a college coach, so I've been recruiting. And one thing we need to do here in Oshkosh is improve the facilities, in particular the high school athletic facilities at probably both schools, but in particular I'll talk about West today. I mean, you go to Kimberly and they got this indoor football practice facility. It looks like a Division One facility i mean it's it's phenomenal and i'm thinking at college and i recruited a kid from kimberly how the heck am i going to get this kid from kimberly with this facility up to crookston minnesota when i don't have that facility and i mean it's phenomenal kakana uh nina uh you know hortonville some of these facilities are fan are phenomenal and and i'm not saying we need to have 
the best, but we just have to upgrade a little bit. I mean, our gym space is a problem. Um, we have we have two gyms. Uh, let's put it this way. When I was in high school, that gym was just built. We called it the new gym. So this was 20 years ago. We still call it the new gym. <laughs> it's, it's 20 years old. Um, now, I do think we got great leadership in place, and I think things uh, hopefully can, can, can happen. But I, I do think... We want to have. I would love to be able to give a kid an opportunity to get into a gym when he, when he wanted or needed. Right. But we just don't have that because there's just not enough gym space. So we need to really upgrade some facilities. And you know, you don't want to get into the oh, in athletics, you call it the the bidding wars of facilities, and just it's kind of out of control yeah. a little bit. But we do need yeah. to. We want to keep kids in Oshkosh. We want to keep kids at Oshkosh West in particular. Right. We don't want to see them leaving to. These other communities, which are nice communities, no, but it's 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 competitive. I it mean, is a competitive. I mean, let's, let's competitive. just be yeah. honest. As someone who worked in higher ed, um, and people always wonder, why do you build this? Why do you build that? Why do we have this big bubble that's on the UWO campus? And and why do we have this amazing rec and wellness center? Because amenities matter, and people make judgments about where they're going to go by what what what's available to my children or, or to the student and and so no it, it is a real thing it's competition let's just be honest go. people should understand it's competition it's it's business model competition's right? a good thing it yeah. raises everyone's game it and we we um or you get left behind yeah and 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 we don't and here's my thing i think oshkosh doesn't want to be behind we may not want to be in front of the pack but we don't want to be behind the pack i think there's a great opportunity um i think there's a great opportunity by the further community but i even think even more so is um i think where some of this funding comes from when you talk about some of those other communities is that's those are corporations and you, other private donors and funding. Oshkosh has an amazing private sector base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Yeah. It, it, if your kids, you know, it, it, it help the kiddos. And and it, no doubt. and, and uh, it, But it is a – I think that's a great way. To, I mean, you're right. It is competition. Um, as far as you got these high schools building this, they're going to get more kids into their school district by doing that. Well, how many people do you know um, – and I, I can just say things because you know I'm not tied into it. But I mean, <laughs> how I'm many learning. people? How many people do you know have moved their children around from, like, to the Winnie County School District or the Kimberly mm-hmm. School District? Like, people move their children to these districts, mm-hmm. and that is that's all tax based. That's all all the things, right? So mm-hmm. it matters. Like, you can't have, like, you you have to get in the game. Mm-hmm. You you can't just be like we're gonna be the the district that's not doing upgrades or not going to get into it. No, you, you kind of have to get into it. Yeah. There's a lot of parents who are making choices about where they're going to be, where their family's going to live. The city, yes. I mean, the city has to get involved into it too, because yeah. one of the number one choices uh, one, or one of the number one things that people base where they're going to live on is school district. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's one of the number one things that companies decide if they're going to open their company there or if they're going to expand in that region as school district. Because to get top talent, you have to have top school districts. A thousand percent. I No doubt. And and I, I think, well, it's all important, the elementary, middle, high school. But the most visible are always the high schools. If you have yes. a tournament in town, you bring in a basketball tournament, 
they can play at the middle school, but where's the main event? It's going to be at the high school. So we just have to have enough space to host certain events to allow kids. So if you got a couple sports that are practicing, right. now you can't practice till 7, 8 o'clock. We, we just have to have a little bit more gym space at the high school. So, um, you know, and, I, and I'm learning all this, and we're going to, you know, one of the biggest things a coach can be or needs to be is flexible. So we're flexible. <laughs> Bruh. And maybe that's anybody. Yeah. But, uh, but we also want to strive to compete with the best. And um, so that's one thing I think um, some some facility improvements would be big. Um, you know, talking about, the, you know, the I got to tell you, since I've been gone, they've done a phenomenal job with that river walk. But I know it's not quite finished. Oh, yeah. On the south side. That is that is a beautiful what they have done. Yeah. Um, uh, along with the new housing that's along yes. over there. Um, towards Wisconsin Street and, and the housing that's going to be built along uh, this main street. I forgot what they call this district now. Um, I'm very excited. And and I'm excited that they did the other side of the Fox River over mm-hmm. there off of Main Street. Um, as the river walk, like, I'm super excited. Oh, about it's, it's, it. it's, 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 it's great. And, you know, I, I stick to what I know a little bit, which is probably athletics and facilities. But, you know, I, you know, I'm proud of Oshkosh. It's, there's some great things going on. I just took my kids to Menominee Park. We went to the zoo. We took them to that park. And, oh yeah. And um, there's there's great things here. And uh, but as a competitive person, you're always kind of looking to up the ante. What's next? Yeah. No. Got the herd here, <laughs> boy. That's done. That's a beautiful arena. I love driving by that. Looking forward to playing that game in there, and hopefully filling mm-hmm. that place up. I'll see you in the 208. And it's great for the businesses, isn't it? Oh. Having that. Yeah, and actually, that whole region is—I believe—is there's a plan for it. So that whole region is getting um, upgraded, redone. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of smart moves being made, is what I what I feel like, and, and I'm just one opinion, but I'm an observant opinion. That's how I am. Too. <laughs> I observe as a coach. I don't always say always, but you always have a little uh, right the old observing in your memory. That's right. Okay. All right, we're going to take a moment, and we are going to have a quick break, quick commercial break here. Hi, I'm Dawn Gulke, the Executive Director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. Okay, we're back. All right, Coach, you ready for the next segment? Let's, what do we Let's do it. Okay, the next segment is the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. This is your opportunity to put someone, something, an organization, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a person into the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. And, and then we got to talk about why. All right, Coach, what do you got for us? Holy cow. This is a tough one because there's a lot of people – that uh, are good people, and there's probably a few naughty ones that maybe we'll try to stay away from. <laughs> but uh, for another day, 
<laughs> or maybe during a, maybe during a commercial break. All right. Um, but I, you know, I tell you what. Uh, let, this is kind of going with the theme of the show, but you know, Leroy Butler has a picture downstairs in my parents' house, and it's one of my dad's claims to fame taking a picture with Leroy Butler. Oh, really? And uh, he is a hero, uh, phenomenal role model. Maybe I'm taking the easy way out with this one, but uh, he's. Uh, I actually got to watch his Hall of Fame speech. I haven't seen it, but you want to talk about a role model? Is he'd be? He's a phenomenal role model. Um, so I'm kind of curious if you got anyone on your mind because I'm drawing. A, I, unfortunately, I don't have a great. That that is a great answer because he's phenomenal. All right. Um, I I usually don't do the uh, the naughty slash heroes corner. See, I'm going to put you on the spot. See how you like it. Well, you know, look, this is never supposed to be about being on the spot. Um, but if I was to celebrate, let me think here. Um, what I'm going to say is I have my people that I want to celebrate coming up in the shout outs because shout outs is where I, I, I like to make sure. Um, but otherwise, yeah, what I would like to give credit to is, um, let me just give credit to the cash listeners. Right now, Kosh listeners are my heroes. Um, just because I can't tell you, uh, there's been great growth in the show. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm authentic as authentic gets. Like, I'm just out there and people walk up to me. Hey, I listened to this episode. Oh, my God, this was really good. I really love this guest, this, that, and another. I get emails. Um, and I appreciate y'all. And I, and I appreciate you because, um, you know, and, and, and I just do this. <laughs> this is just something I do. And and I like having um, the opportunity to put different voices out there, mm-hmm. whoever you are. And, and, and people who have been part of this and who've been a chance to be a guest on the cash, what they'll tell you is this. It's just it is what it is. It's authentic. If you come in, we're going to have this conversation. There's no agenda. And I appreciate them too. So, uh, other heroes on the other side of that coin, along with cash listeners is cash guests. No, that's fantastic. And you know, one of the things I'll tell you is, uh, I, I haven't seen too many yet, but I've watched some of the Aaron Rodgers has some podcast kind of stuff. Yeah. And one thing I like about him is, you know, and I'm a fan of him, but, he does just tell tells you what's on his mind. Yeah, I don't think he really holds <laughs> anything back, good or bad. He's gotten a lot of heat for it at yes. sometimes, but at least he's to be in the honest upfront thing. And that's what I appreciate about being here is you kind of gave me a quick rundown of, of what this is all about, and that's exactly what it's all about. So you know, and that's kind of who I am too. I I I'm going to tell you what I think. Maybe a sugar coated a little bit, but you're still going to get my point of what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, that's right. Like, some, yeah, you know, I'm not going to necessarily thump you over the head yeah. with the hard stuff unless, you know, it, that's for a different time. You know what that's for? That's called over, over maybe some appetizers and, and some libations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can talk about that in another context. All right. And I'm always open to it. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, we are at that time of the show. Once again, 
Every time I do that, it makes me happy. It is time for the topic of the week. Each week, we have a topic of the week that our guest picks. So, Coach, what's our topic of the week? Well, you know, think with what I'm doing and, and, and what brought us back, just the value of sports and competing and, in my case, boys basketball here at Oshkosh West. But I think that's something that, that's um, been a little bit more tricky with, you know, for, here's an example of it. And I'll get back into more deep of why it's important. But you got a situation right now in athletics where if something's not going well with, it could be high school, but in particular in college now, right? you just get up and you leave and go to a place where you think the grass is greener on the other side. Bruh. And it's not necessarily that case. You still have to work. You still have to prove yourself. Uh, this transfer portal in the college game in particular is going to be I think bad for the game. And when I always talk about college athletics, I talk, I'm talking about the game of basketball or right. the game. Maybe it's a football, but the game, um, you can't, it's hard to establish a program when you have guys bailing on you. I know the old, uh, the old thing is like, well, the coaches can do that. Well, here's the, how do you solve that? If a coach leaves, you can leave. Boom. There you go. If your coach recruits you and he bails because he's going to get a, big job or whatever it is, well, now you can leave. You have a waiver. You can leave. But now you can just leave, jump from school to school. So my point is we're not teaching the right things. We're not teaching perseverance, hard work. And, yes, there's a time in your life where maybe your job's really a struggle. Maybe your boss isn't great, and there's a time to maybe say enough's enough. i got to move on. Right. But we're teaching these guys that when things get hard, they can just bail. And I think the one of the big things is, the Leroy Butler stuff. I think he's becoming a theme of this show, which is great because he's a perfect one to talk about. But he overcame all this stuff. And when things got hard for him, he didn't just leave. He kept at it, and he found a way. And it made him a stronger person. And that's the grit you're talking about. I think we're missing some of that grit. When things get hard, guys bail. When things aren't easy, they bail. They don't want to go to this workout. They don't show up because it's too hard. But that's it's not even the workout. It's the mental toughness part of the workout getting through it. And the people that make it through athletics and, and businesses love hiring athletes and they love hiring athletes for a reason because they have, they're involved with something bigger than themselves. Right. And so, you know, sometimes we get too caught up and I was once upon a time, a pretty good player, but I had phenomenal teammates and I, we always tried to pick each other up when things went wrong, but we can't all be the star of the player. And if you're not, but that's okay to be part of a team is so important. And I just think that can be missed nowadays. Maybe you're not playing a lot at all, but you're a part of something bigger than yourself and try to be part of something special. Uh, yeah. I, I do think there's places and spaces where that's where it's missing. Well, let me ask you this because you know, I, my question to that would be, and not, and not even just to play devil's advocate, but to actually just to understand, um, what about when it's not what you thought it was going to be and there's like a bad culture fit? Like, you know, because I think some people, or sometimes I just think like when you, you don't know until you know. So if you bring in, let's say you bring in this recruit mm-hmm. and you thought they were this, and you thought you were going to do this with them, but that ain't it. And and let's take out the aspect of of effort. Let's just say mm-hmm. talent scheme wise, it wasn't the type of talent that you needed at this time 
or the chemistry wasn't the right fit because sometimes there's chemistry misfits and you know team and chemistry is everything you can be the we've watched too many let the nba be the perfect example of when they thought we'll just throw three four the best players in the world together and the team sucks (laughs) because they didn't get that chemistry the usa basketball some years ago i remember they struggled with that yeah Yeah, i'm gonna throw it out there to the lakers that wasn't that long ago (laughs) there you go there you go you know and 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 the knicks and the nets you can't just throw Mm -hmm. a bunch of top-notch players together Mm -hmm. and assume like they're gonna be winners Mm -hmm. so and anything and and that's a valid point and it's it's mucky it's gray area it's not black and white but you get times as a recruiter, you get a time you think a guy maybe you see something in him and it doesn't pan out. And obviously as a coach, you know, for me, I try to stay with a guy and give him chances. Now there is a time that you have to make a change because you're trying to compete with win a championship, whatever it is. Now, if, if you're going to make a change, you you, you you would have already had multiple meetings with that player and talk about expectations and talk about certain things. And if it doesn't work out, try to come to an understanding or I don't want to say agreement because sometimes a player is like, no, coach, I don't want to go. I, I, I committed here. But, you know, this might be the best fit for you maybe would be to play in the NAIA level or a Division three because we're trying to beat Duluth or Mankato kind of deal. So it is a two-way street. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Okay. So, but I do think letting this free agency go on in college basketball and then you got this NIL stuff – uh, with the higher level schools, um, I just don't think it's good for the game just in general. Because you're going to end up with, you have the Power Five conferences, and it's only going to get even smaller. I don't think it's going to expand. What happens to the Green Bays and Milwaukee's? What happens to the Division Two and level with, wow. with our scholarship level schools? But it is a two way street. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. My my, okay. So once again, let me throw something else out there. Because I think the college football had the same has the same situation going. Yeah, it does. But then you throw Deion Sanders in at an HBCU, and players they're they're feeling that, mm-hmm. and he's testing it. He's pushing. He's leaning. He's got and 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 I don't know. You know, I'm a I'm a guy that reads articles like everybody else. I watch the videos on online and all the things. But my feeling is this: is that he truly put a kink in the machine, where top notch level players decided, I'm not gonna go to Alabama. I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go play for Deion Sanders at this HBCU because of what he's offering in mentorship and leadership specifically. This is that fit. This is this is that chemistry. And he because you know an HBCU ain't com- competing with none of that. Right. Not the money for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was gonna kind of say is First of all, I love Deion Sanders, and he's, I follow. He, he's the things that he preaches are the things that I believe in, and it, there's a complete match there. What I'm trying to sell to my team as well, just effort, competitiveness, consistency, all that stuff. What I'm saying is he will have he will hit a wall at some point because what this is going to come down to is the highest bidder. 
with the higher highest levels of college athletics. Now, I guess my perspective is more, yes, the highest levels, but then what about the smaller division ones? What about the division twos? And what about, and the division threes I think are kind of set, but it's going to affect them as well in some capacity. Oh yeah. Where's the funding going to come from? Like, what are you going to do with the, it's just, I think sometimes it, not all change is good. I think this is going to help less people and it's going to hurt more people. Mm. For example, you just got a million dollar contract to play at the University of Miami for a year. That's fantastic for him. But what about all these lower level division? Are they going to have all the same opportunities, not making money, but what's going to happen to all that scholarship? I just think the game is going to be changing if if we keep this directory. I hope I'm wrong. And I have I'm not batting a thousand one with my future future outlooks <laughs> on things. But I just don't like the way the game's going. That's fair. That's fair. And I could be like I said, I could be wrong on it. But um I love college basketball as we were talking earlier. That's kind of what I watch. All levels, division one, two, three. And um I just see a change coming. And you talk to coaches and and uh they might have to start coaching a different way because if they're too hard on a guy or challenge a guy, he might just bail. Bail. You think that's really going to be a thing? I think for you know, unless you're unless you're getting paid a lot of money, it's a free agent. You can go in division. You can. I'm not liking it here. I'm going to go in the transfer portal. Mm. And um, you know, the transfer portal is an interesting thing because there's been a I think 1,800 kids plus. I don't know if it hit 2,000 this year or not. Division one and two hit the chance. Those are scholarship level players that hit the portal. Now, what, what we forget about, though, unfortunately, is 60% of those guys or more are guys that maybe couldn't cut it at those levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now, 40%, and again, the numbers will come out. They actually do have a report on this. There's a percent that will show how many actually go to another division one or two program it, it is fascinating mm-hmm. the game is changing and it's changing rapidly um so we'll see what happens but to get back to it the importance of athletics in high school that i i'm excited to be back there's going to be challenges for sure um i'm getting to know my players um we'll get to know the parents the youth programs are very important. We want them to love basketball, but then at some point there's a turn and we got to compete at basketball. And then obviously at some point you got your varsity teams, your JV and your freshmen on the boys side are, are um, at West. Anyway, our participation is pretty good. And so we just want to be able to, when these guys want to get better and work on their craft of the game, that they're able to find a gym and a time and, and we can't work with them. I get that, but at least they can get a, a basket available. So, um, but I'm excited and still some of those values. Um, and again, it's competition. It's not supposed to be the easiest thing ever, but what it is, you might not have that instant gratification, but it can be the most rewarding, rewarding darn thing you'd ever come. And when you, when you do that and you win a tough game in this league, which is a brutal league, they say it's the best league in the state. And I would agree with that. Um, it's a rewarding experience. And that's why businesses love hiring athletes out of college and that stuff because they've they've put in and I hate the word, but the grind of being an athlete and showing up to workouts, class, getting it done, getting. To- Actually, you know what my daughter says? The the what it is is time management. 
Big time. Yeah. Because the because the athlete during their college collegiate years and even high school years, because I watched her do it, is the ability to balance practices, games, travel, and still do the homework, the work, maintain a, a the GPAs to be right. an, a, a playing athlete. Um, it's the time management. Like you're forced to be masterful with it. Yeah. Well, that and, you know, Nick Saban, I love this quote. He said, we, everyone talks about choices and we all have choices. But given the you want to be the best, you don't have a lot of choices because your choices are made up for you. You got to be in the gym. You got to be in the classroom. You, you, if you want to do something, you, your choices are now limited if you really want to be good at something. Right. You got to work on it. It's true. So instead of going to the beach, and I love going to the beach. But I wanted to be a really good basketball player, so I found a way to get into a you know gym and do those kind of things. So time management is huge, especially in college, especially first year people. And once you get in your groove, you get in your groove. But you gotta love what you're doing, and you gotta love the people that you're around. Those are the two most important things. Um, you know, I've learned that as you get older, it's not even where you are; it's who you're with. And you know, I do. I love Oshkosh, but I love the people here. I got uh, really good friends. The that are that are here and we're going to have some fun and but uh, i'm excited to hopefully show these young guys at oshkosh west um build the values and build the competition and get competitive i love it um yeah uh the other big takeaway my daughter always talks about is the relationships built yes the people that you're on the field with on the court with, in the trenches with, those are your people. Yeah. And and let's be honest, in college, you remember, I mean, we we won, we won the NCAA tournament in college when I was at Milwaukee my senior year, and I remember that, and that's I'm proud of that, and that's been phenomenal. But you know what else I remember a lot is the team meals we had and going over to Jose's house or <laughs> hanging out with the guys. I mean, that, and it's the people you're with, those those, those memories on the floor been off. It's, it's the relationships you absolutely build. I mean, I, I was able to go to the Milwaukee golf outing a couple of weeks ago. First time I've been able to do that since I left Milwaukee because I've been doing my own thing, traveling, doing my coaching thing. And, man, it was just great to see. I mean, we just kind of picked up. We all look a little grayer, right? We're not right in playing shape. <laughs> Bruh. But, but we had fun, and it was great to see those guys. And, you know, they after all these years, I still got their back, and they got mine. And it uh, there's a, certainly a bond you build. Because, like I said, it's not easy. But when you do something hard together, it's got a little bit more meaning to it. Mm. Facts. Simply facts. All right. Okay, Coach, any last words? Any last things you want to uh, share? Well, I'm just, uh, you know, this is this has been great. Thanks for inviting me. It was great. I'm glad we got to meet at Jazz Fest. That was a fun event, speaking of. Jazz Fest was amazing. And uh, I think that thing will keep growing. And like I said, Erin uh, Bame put that on, and she does a phenomenal job, and hopefully she keeps that up. But that, that was that, – and I'm to be quite honest with you, I'm not even a jazz guy, but my gosh, they were – that was very good entertainment. Oh, no. That was, was great entertainment. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I like, I like anything where I'm surprised by the music choices, and they had quite a bit of uh, what I would call soulful, R&B-ish, pop-ish stuff in the – you know, in the choice, the music choices, and it made me happy. Talented people up there. Yeah, you know. I brought some talented people. Uh, you know what? I'll just finish on this. Um, 
we're, we're, we're thankful. We're happy to be back. I'm going to enjoy this next month and a half of football and kind of, but I know my turn's coming. We'll be sweating. Hopefully you come check us out. Get to that game on January 20th. Hey, look, Coach, go on and just go on and give me them invites, man. I'll show it. up. I'll show up. I'm Kosh. I love it. I am the Kosh. So, I mean, I will show up all the time. And, um, yes, I've, I've got a couple of a couple of my in-laws. They still, they, they've, they haven't had children in high school in, in some time, and they still religiously go to the high school games. So, like, I show up to UWO games. I am happy to show up, even though, you know, like my daughter went to North, so I like, I got a little partialness to North, but my wife went to West. So <laughs> she's about she's about well, them Wildcats. So I'm just saying. <laughs> that's fantastic. And we want to get this rivalry back and, and uh, get it competitive. I think that's what's best for the town, for the yes. city. And um, I'm excited to work with these guys. All right. Okay, so... We are going to, you know what time of the show this is? Cash listeners, we are on the wind down. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking, for giving us your time and your ears and your mind and listening to this conversation and spending some time with us. You know we are a work in progress. Please, please, please take some time and let us know how we're doing. Um, give us some ratings. I would, can I just say, y'all, Get, get on some Spotify, uh, Apple Tunes, whatever, and, and let us know how we're doing. We would appreciate it. Or feel free to email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Uh, Kosh listeners, do not forget that we do take virtual shout outs. Please feel free to contact us. You want to be shout outs or whether you want to be a guest on the show, whatever. We do have a voicemail number. That number is 920 920- Three eight five nine two nine eight. Once again, that is nine two zero three eight five nine two nine eight. And then the last thing that I always like to end with is: do not forget that there is the Kosh gear. We have the Kosh gear, some T-shirts, some hats. If you are interested, because once again, nothing says local, it, particularly the Kosh in the Kosh is t-shirts or hats from the cash that's local all right that's local support so please feel free reach out let us know if there's any interest oh and one more thing um i'm still you know what i'm always amazed that i offer free commercials and no one is like hey i would love that yeah just so y'all know we legit have listeners <laughs> we have loyal listeners on the cash so you know if you would like to potentially do a commercial with us please reach out to me and just let me know we would love to do that all right now hey coach you know what time it is what time is it? it is my favorite time of the show it is shout out time all right coach what do you got for us i got a shout out to my wife uh moved here um nine hours away she's never away from uh, north dakota so Ooh. it's the first time uh, kind of away from home so a shout out to her i got a shout out to my gang here ryan burnt matt dipperner john crow uh, Andy Valdez, and then and I might be forgetting some. We're going to give me heck for forgetting a few, but it's great oh, to yeah. see those guys. And then my kids, McKenna, Ethan, and Addison, um, they're adjusting very well. They're doing, Mm-mm. they're having fr- uh, meeting friends and having a good time. So it's been, um, there's my shout out. Oh, you got an Addison? I got a Madison. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my shout outs this week, um, I want to send a shout out to Byron Adams over at UWOA. 
Byron, you're just a good man, bro, all the time, every time. Uh, thanks for always having our back. Um, send a shout-out to Chuck at the Public Health at Appleton. Hey, Chuck, bro, those ribs are fire. Let's just be honest about it. Them ribs are fire. So you know what I'm talking about. Uh, shout-out to Adriana McClear. Um, Adriana is, like, she is a loyal listener and always, like, is trying – to make things better for all um, in the community, individually. I appreciate you for reaching out and, and helping me be the best professional me I can be, um, just keeping me keeping me in the game with information and opportunities. Um, big shout-out to um, my man Garrett over at Lawrence. Uh, congrats. And... Faith and Rod over at the Jerk Joint. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. If y'all if y'all haven't eaten at the Jerk Joint in Appleton, y'all don't know. And I know I'm I'm I like to think of myself as a foodie. I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie's foodie. And the Jerk Joint is serious. The minute you walk in that place, the smell alone is gonna tell you how serious your experience is about to be. So I would like y'all to check that out. And my last shout out goes to. Um, Mike Leader and the students at UW Oshkosh this week, I did a fireside chat um, over at, over in the in in the Oviet House. I believe it's the Oviet House. Is that the right house? I might not have the right house. Oh, Pollock. No, I was over in the Pollock House. Um, you know what? Hey, Coach, let me tell you this. You ever go to something and you're like, ah, oh, man, like I know college students. You know, I worked in higher ed for a good little minute. And college students, you know, they're finicky about what they're going to show up to. So, like, I went into this fireside chat thinking I was going to have, like, about 10 was my top number. Like, I was like, all right, 10, 5 is 5, 4 to 5 was my minimum. I was like, I thought it was going to be really cozy and close. Man. I got about 40 to 50. Good for that. That's a good number. It was an amazing number. So thank y'all for coming out. Let they me got share choices. my they, that that says something. They got other things to do. They they got other things to do. Um so thank y'all for coming. Thank you for listening to my narrative. Thank you for talking to me. Might have gotten some new Kosh listeners from that fireside chat. And just overall, my my love for UW Oshkosh, period. Hey, I'm a Titan through and through. Love y'all. Um all right, so we got one thing left to do, Coach. What do we got? The last thing we do is parting words of wisdom. Now, the trick to this is this. It's not you got choices in this. So you A, B, and C. Okay. You like that? No, I, I a, B, and C. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. I know. So, <laughs> so you can either share some parting words of wisdom. Wisdom, or you can tell us what would yourself today tell your 12 year old self, or option C, which is all of the above. Holy cow! Well, you know, if you probably got to have this conversation, I kind of start in left field and kind of end up in right field. So, this could be I'll go with A and maybe some C, I guess. Hey, there we go. I like it, but uh, it's uh, I guess. For, for me, just bringing, coming back here, working with this program, I want to, you know, bring back that mantra of just being part of a group, something more important than just yourself as an individual. And you're a, you're an important part of it, but being a part of something bigger than yourself 
is, is being a part of a program. And I want to bring that back um, to Oshkosh West. And I'm not saying they lost it, but that's just going to be a big mantra of what we talk about. And the better you are as an individual, the better the group is. And it's this program has been here before I was here. It's going to be here after we're all gone. And we want to make this part of the history of the program the best that we can. And to do that with our program and anything else you do with it, it, when you're done with high school and college and get the job, I think that's the best way to go about life. That's awesome. Coach, what'd you think? This was good. This was very good. I Let's do it again. <laughs> Facts. The Kosh. <laughs>